Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigSceneDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to award-winning Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. We are bringing old-school basketball to a new-school audience, and today we bring you the story of the NBA logo. You are probably very familiar with the current NBA logo because the league puts it on everything they sell. Every jersey, hat, t-shirt, poster, keychain, slippers, and every other form of league merchandise will have the NBA logo on it. The current logo is red, white, and blue and has a silhouette of a player dribbling a basketball. Now, I'm not going to tease this out like some big reveal at the end of the episode. That would be disrespectful to you. It is common knowledge that the player in the silhouette is Hall of Famer, Jerry West. However, the logo that we know today is the fifth version of the NBA logo. There were others along the way, and I'm going to take us back through the history of the NBA logo. The NBA started in 1946 as the Basketball Association of America, or BAA. Now, I have done an episode on how the league got started in 1946. That is episode 67 called The Birth of the NBA. Go back and check it out if you're interested in how the league came to be in the first place. However, when they started in 1946, this new professional basketball league needed a logo. Theirs was rather simple. It was a drawing of an anonymous player making a layup, and just to the left of the drawing were the words, Basketball Association of America. And that logo served the league for four years. The league probably would have kept the logo much longer, but there was a merger which resulted in the league changing its name. In the summer of 1950, the BAA merged with an older, more established league called the National Basketball League, or NBL. The BAA and the NBL formally merged under BAA leadership. The first commissioner of the BAA was a man named Maurice Potoloff, and Potoloff negotiated the merger and he would stay on as the commissioner of the new merged league. As part of the merger, the two leagues decided to combine their names into a new name. So the Basketball Association of America and the National Basketball League joined together to become the National Basketball Association or NBA. I also have an episode about that specific merger in 1950. It's episode 46 if you want to take a listen. The new NBA needed a new logo, and the new logo was a white circle with a couple of curved lines that kind of made it look like a basketball, and on the circle were the words, National Basketball Association. Honestly, it was not much of a logo. It seemed that few others thought much of the logo, as it was only lasted for three seasons before the league decided to come up with a new one. The third version of the logo looked like a deflated basketball with the initials NBA written right across it. Now, technically, the basketball is not deflated, but the way that it is angled, 
it does look a bit deflated. The logo served the league for nine years, from 1953 until 1962. So this brings us to the fourth version of the league's logo, where it was still a basketball, but at least it looked like it was properly inflated. The letters NBA were written diagonally from the upper left to the bottom right, and this logo was used from 1962 to 1969. For the 1960s, it was a solid logo and it did well for the league. Of course, the league had still not really figured out how to sell merchandise yet, other than maybe some pennants. The merchandising arm of the league as we know it today was still in the future of the 1960s NBA. In the summer of 1969, the NBA decided again to come up with a brand new design for the league. At that point, they decided to go ahead and incorporate a player into the logo's design. The main push to redesign the logo in 1969 came from NBA Commissioner Walter Kennedy. In 1969, the NBA was in competition with a new upstart professional league called the American Basketball Association or ABA. And they had a really cool logo that featured their famous red, white, and blue basketball with the letters ABA across it. Now, despite the financial struggles of the ABA, their logo was cool and their league was cool. They had the three-point line, the fast break, afros, and that red, white, and blue basketball. The ABA was the new school, and the NBA was the old school. And that is why the NBA decided that they needed something new to symbolize their league. Now, this is a good place to take a break, and I will be right back with the rest of the story. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Welcome back to the show and let us continue with the story of the NBA logo. As I mentioned before the break that in 1969, the league decided to redesign its logo and bring back a player into it. Now, the original logo way back in 1946 included a drawing of a player making a layup, but that drawing was not of any particular player. It was just a drawing of an anonymous player. In 1969, the logo included a silhouette of a real player, but it was not a retired player or anything of the sort. The silhouette was of the player that was still active in the league at the time. And that player, as I have already mentioned, was Jerry West. Now it turns out that Jerry West played his final five seasons in the NBA knowing that he was the player featured in the league's logo. The new logo was rectangular with the corners rounded off. The left side of the logo was blue and the right side was red with the silhouette in the middle in white. The silhouette is of Jerry West dribbling a basketball and in the lower left are the letters NBA. That logo stayed like that for 48 years without being changed at all. 
Well, we accept with a few exceptions that I'll talk about later. But in the summer of 2017, the NBA released a slight redesign of the logo. It is still essentially the same, but the font used for the letters NBA has changed. And technically, it's not the font that changed. The league uses a sans serif font for the letters NBA. In the old version, the letters were in extra bold. But in 2017, the league changed it to the regular sans serif with no bold in it. So really, the letters just went from bold to regular. I mean, it is not the biggest change in the world. I am actually wondering who in the NBA office thought that it needed to be changed from bold to non-bold in the lettering. But in any case, you would not even notice a difference if you were not comparing the two logos side by side. The 1969 version of the logo was created by a man named Alan Siegel, who built up an international design firm called Siegel & Gale. Siegel confirms that he used a photo of Jerry West when designing the logo. He was going through some basketball photos in Sport Magazine looking for inspiration when he came across a photo of Jerry West dribbling a basketball. The photo was taken by Juan Roberts, and Siegel loved the action in the photo and felt that it truly captured the essence of the game. So he took the silhouette of West and made that part of the new logo. However, the NBA has never formally acknowledged who the player is in the logo. The NBA wants to pretend that the silhouette is just of an anonymous basketball player. Therefore, the logo could be anyone and everyone. Officially, the NBA wants to keep it open-ended so that any fan could picture themselves as an NBA player. Now, while that thought is noble, it's also a bunch of baloney. Everyone knows the logo is Jerry West. I mean, the guy that designed it even admitted that it's Jerry West. Even Jerry West knew that it was Jerry West. Of course, West was told in secret by the late commissioner, Walter Kennedy, but even without being told, he would have recognized himself instantly. West was very familiar with the photo that the logo was based on. I mean, he recognized it immediately. He always claimed that he was flattered to be the logo for 55 years and counting, but he is also a bit uncomfortable being the logo when he knows full well that there are so many other great players in the league. Jerry West has even suggested that a new logo should be designed that uses the silhouette of Michael Jordan. I've even heard others suggest Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry. For me, it doesn't really matter. If the league decided to keep Jerry West, that would be fine with me. But if they decided to change it to a different player, well, that would also be fine with me. Or they can go with something that does not feature a player at all. Maybe it could just be an anonymous hand jamming the ball through the rim for a dunk. Something that I like to say on this show is that we are bringing old school basketball to a new school audience. And there is a reason I say that. I love the history of the game and learning about how the game was played back in the 1950s and 1920s, and even in the late 1890s when the game was brand new. At the same time, I love the current NBA. I watch as many games as I can year after year. I love the old school and the new school, and I love bringing them together. So from that perspective, I am fairly comfortable with whatever the league might decide in regard to the logo. I believe that Jerry West is as deserving as any other player, but Michael Jordan also makes sense. Now, the one thing I did not really include in this episode are the special one-time logos that the league has issued over the years. For example, they did a special version of the logo to mark the 35th anniversary of the league. They also did another special one-season logo for the 50th anniversary and the 75th anniversary. But again, these are just anniversary versions of the primary logo, so I do not consider them as part of the list of permanent logos that the NBA has used over the years. But they are cool logos, and if you want to check them out, just Google NBA League logos. 
Well, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this walk down memory lane to see how the NBA logo has changed and developed over the last 77 years. No matter what your organization is, whether it is a basketball league, a corporation, or a local nonprofit, your logo matters. In one image, you want to capture the essence of what your organization is about. And I think the current logo does that. Well, that's it for our story today. Join us next time when we share the story of when Dr. J and Larry Bird had a massive on-court fight. There is a famous photo out there where each man has his hand wrapped around the throat of the other. Well, that's next time on Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com to find out more about this and other sports history podcasts. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast podcast. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories from the past. Take care and see you soon. Hey there sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 Miracle on Ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday's Sports. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.